Well, hello there, friend. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Listening Well podcast. This is a space where I explore different avenues of well-being with the aim to untangle the moments of chaos we experience in our lives. My hopes are that maybe we can together live with a little more clarity and wholeness. I'm your host, Stephanie Bovis, and if you're new to this podcast, I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for stumbling upon my little platform. And if you're returning, well, you know how we do it here. This episode is one that is inspired by one of my favorite TV shows, Ted Lasso. So Ted Lasso, this show is one of my faves. And I will admit, I just did a rerun of all the episodes starting from season one because they just wrapped up season three and it's the final season and I got a little, uh, I just needed a little bit of that Ted Lasso energy, you know. But it's such a heartwarming show. And if you don't know, Ted Lasso, in a nutshell, is about an American football coach called Ted Lasso who was then exported to the UK to manage a British football team. So if you have Apple Plus, I would highly recommend watching the show. The first season is great. The second season, I think, even better. The third season has some ups and downs, but it's still just such a feel-good show. You can't help but smile and just feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But this show, I think the reason why I started watching it again is because I think I needed a little pick-me-up. It does lift me up when I feel down, There are all these really obscure, hidden messages and life lessons within the show, and especially around the topic of mental health when it comes to sports and really when it comes to life. Um, It also has some obscure movie references embedded in some of the scenes. So if you're a movie buff, then you may notice them. But just the playfulness of all the characters, it really just makes me feel good. But the other day, I watched the episode where Ted Lasso, he plays darts with his, I guess it would be the antagonist of the show, Rupert, who is the the owner of an opposing football team. Just to paint the picture for you of the scene, they're at the bar and Rupert who he comes forth with some, a sense of arrogance and entitlement. And, you know, he challenges Ted to a game of darts. And he thinks that Ted is a novice, right? He thinks that he just comes with this air of hubris, like, oh, I can definitely beat you. And Rupert asks the question, do you like darts, Ted? And Ted answers, oh, they're okay. And as he is about to take the final turn at the board, Ted then moves on to a little monologue. And he says this little statement, which I found really um, powerful. He says, Guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. Then one day I was driving my little boy to school and I saw a quote by Walt Whitman 
It was painted on the wall there, and it said, Be curious, not judgmental. I like that. Ted then throws a dart. So I get back in my car, and I'm driving to work, and all of a sudden it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them was curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out. So they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized their underestimating me, who I was, had nothing to do with it. Because if they were curious, they would have asked questions. Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? Ted throws another dart, I think close to the bullseye. To which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 until I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. And then Ted throws a double bullseye to win the game. So yeah, I'm not really, uh, I don't really get the whole barbecue sauce reference, if I'm honest. But rather, I want to focus on the part of the scene where he says, be curious, not judgmental. I find this so powerful when it comes to life. We jump to conclusions all the time. And, you know, we think that our perspective or analysis of someone else's situation is often correct. But is it really? Because most of the time it's not. We really can never understand or know what is going on in someone's life unless we inquire more about it. Lovers that live together for years and who have a solid partnership may come close to knowing another person's mentality intimately because they're together all the time, they go through the ups and downs, they have those deep and meaningful moments. But most of the time, we don't know jack about what goes on in someone else's life. And when I'm around people who do share their judgments, I often see this as a perhaps insecurity within themselves. Now, I know that there are times where I may be swayed into the realm of judgment, and, you know, I've been there before as well. But then I always try to question why it is that I'm making a judgment. Is this a projection? Because it's so easy to just cast a judgment, right? It's just like it takes no effort whatsoever. To be curious, however, takes another level of effort. It takes more self-awareness. It asks you to speak or to ask questions with the right intention. And to be intentionally curious, it takes a skill of asking good questions, open-ended questions. To inquire or to empathize with someone else's situation takes effort. But I find that with this effort, you then receive a more fully fledged out, well-rounded understanding of what's going on in another person's world. So this scene with Ted and Rupert 
is a really powerful scene because it can be applied to how you develop your own leadership skill set. And really, the moral of this scene is the art of practicing asking more powerful questions. Because what question did Rupert ask Ted? He asked, do you like darts, Ted? And this is a closed-ended question, right? Because it would only yield a yes or no response. And so there was not a lot of information that Rupert could go on. Because it gave Rupert the impression that Ted had no darting experience whatsoever. And so he became snide and arrogant. But if Rupert was really curious about Ted's starting abilities, he would have asked questions that would yield a more broad response. So one way to ask better questions, ones that will yield a more open-ended response, is to use the who, what, when, where, why framework when it comes to asking your questions. For example, when was the last time you played darts, Ted? Or how often have you played? From simply rewording the question, his expectations might be better set in place and this air of arrogance and hubris might have dissipated a little. There's this quote that I stumbled upon by Albert Einstein. He says, If I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on the solution, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask. For once I know the proper question, I could solve the problem in less than five minutes. I stumbled upon this piece of writing called The Art of Powerful Questions. It was an article uh, written by Eric Voigt, Juanity Brown, and David Isaacs. And it's a really, really good, good article when it comes to the ins and outs, and it goes into so much detail on what a powerful question entails. It gets quite specific. But there was, this, there was this passage that stuck out to me, so I'm going to read it to you now. They say, If asking good questions is so critical, why don't most of us spend more of our time and energy on discovering and framing them? One reason may be that much of Western culture, and North American society in particular, focuses on having the right answer rather than discovering the right question. Our educational system focuses more on memorization and rote answers than on the art of seeking new possibilities. We are rarely asked to discover compelling questions, nor are we taught why we should ask such questions in the first place. Quizzes, examinations, and aptitude tests all reinforce the value of correct answers. Is it any wonder that most of us are uncomfortable with not knowing? Oof, super powerful. But for real, when we ask powerful questions, this will naturally 
generate curiosity. It will stimulate a reflective, thought-provoking conversation. So, like I said, Eric Voigt and his other fellow writers really drew from that who, what, when, where, why, how paradigm to frame a question. And they actually went as deep as ranking the power of each of these in a pyramid. So the authors stated that the questions that begin with which are the least powerful, or they're the questions that yield a yes or no answer. Then as we proceed up this pyramid of importance, we get to the who, when, where questions. Then it's the what questions, then how, and then why. So whenever you ask a question that starts with a why, I'm sure that you can think of an example in your, in, in your mind right now, like why does something happen? It will stimulate more reflective thinking and it can even evoke creative thinking as well. So back to this example of Ted Lasso. Rupert asks, do you like darts, Ted? Which is, you know, yes or no, or sort of, right? It's very um, close-ended. But he could have asked, you know, what's your best score in darts? Right? That, that gives so much more information. Yeah, so I really, really like that example in terms of it just provoked this lesson of what it means to ask good questions. The quote, be curious, not judgmental, I feel, can teach us quite a lot about life. We can reflect on this quote when it comes to culture, if we encounter a culture that is different from ours. It encourages us to be open-minded and flexible in our own ways. I find that, you know, life is so vibrant and so there's so many different nuances when it comes to life and the people that you meet. So if we stay curious, we will in turn perpetuate this open-mindedness. How many of us have made assumptions in life and are wrong 95% of the time? You definitely make an ass out of you and me for sure and feel stupid about it. But I love this idea of being curious and just enforcing that open-mindedness. Exploring other perspectives, right? Keeps things fresh. And, uh, you know, as we grow older, we do get stuck in our own ways. We do become a little more rigid. We know what we like and what we don't like. We have a sense of what works for us and what doesn't, you know, on a physical level. Also, you know, our mental and emotional boundaries. But if we stay curious, I find that it can keep us young at heart. This mantra, I like to call it a mantra actually, be curious, not judgmental, is also fantastic when it comes to the health and quality of your relationships, right? Both personal, with your friends, and romantic. Imagine how much more room for open communication there would be if we worked on our listening skills 
and made space to listen to another person's experience. Because I'm sure you've been in a situation where you feel like you've been maybe judged a little or neglected. And what happens then? We shell up and we tend to not want to share our truest thoughts with one another because, you know, we feel judged. We feel, you know, neglected, right? And if we become better at asking good questions with the objective to better understand the other person, be it friend or lover, a stronger emotional bond will be created and this will only foster a sense of trust and closeness between the two of you. When I think of this quote as well, I can't help but think of my teachings in yoga and meditation. I always ask my students to be curious as to what is coming up for them, whether it's in their body, whether it's mentally or emotionally. I often ask the questions, where do you feel sensations in your body? What does it feel like? Can you almost think of a picture or a color or a texture when you think of these sensations? What's happening in the body right now and can you be with it? I find that these questions really help my students foster the sense of curiosity about what's happening in their own body. And as a result of this, it only facilitates a deeper mind-body connection. Because when you stay curious about the breath, right, when you really tune in and go, hmm, how's my breath moving through my body today? How deep is it? Where do I feel it most most clearly in the body, you can then gain some valuable insight into your inner world in that moment. And, you know, it, really, it doesn't have to just only apply to yoga. It's any physical activity that you do. If we approach whatever physical activity that we do and we approach it with a sense of curiosity, almost like a beginner's mindset, we then open ourselves up to a whole world of possibility. Curiosity about the body's responses to exercise will allow you to customize your practice on that given day for your unique body on that day. And this just makes the experience way more enjoyable. This was just a little reflection on what this quote be curious, not judgmental means to me. It can be something that is deeply personal with yourself, right? Like being curious to the waves that come your way in life. But this quote can also apply to the other people that you encounter as well. So before you get your rocks off on talking ill about someone else or judging, Ask yourself, do you know the full picture? Are you aware of the whole story? Because if you ask enough questions, if you ask the right questions, 
you may find out that you don't have all the information to cast judgment in the first place. And if talking about others and gossiping fuels you, then maybe ask yourself, why? What is it that I don't like about myself that I need to talk about someone else to bring them down? Why am I projecting? My hopes are, and I'm sure the writers of Ted Lasso also hoped, that by reflecting on this quote, we can become a kinder, gentler society towards ourselves and towards one another. So I hope you enjoyed this little reflection and that you also feel inspired to ask better questions, to become a little bit more curious, and to wane that judgmental side that lives within you. If you enjoyed this episode, please support in any way. You can give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to. I have a little microphone function on the website where you can send me a little voice note if you'd like. You do have to add in your details, but I promise you that all information is kept confidential. You can also support by following us on Instagram at listeningwellpodcast. Please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. But till then, have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll see you back here for another episode next Tuesday. Ciao.